0: Welcome to Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast. I'm your host, Luke Darnell. This week, we have Jeff Vanderlinde with Shigan and Grinnin'. They've won all over and cooked all over the world. The Shigan boys are notorious for having a good time, cooking great food, and always showing at the big events. This episode will make you laugh, think, and hopefully be confident in your cooking. So please join me in welcoming Jeff Vanderlinde. The Barbecue League is the ultimate barbecue experience. And here's why: one small annual investment from you instantly unlocks all 70 plus tell-all recipes, enthusiast recipes, restaurant tours, and more, in their unmatched library. This isn't your typical YouTube type content. World champions like Gettin Basted, Shake and Bake Barbecue, Heavy Smoke Barbecue, La Pasadita Barbecue, and 913 Barbecue share their full tell-all recipes. No secret is left unsaid. And a new video release is guaranteed every single week of your membership. You'll also see unfiltered looks from all levels of pitmasters during their live competition coverage. And those same pitmasters are accessible through the league's upbeat online community. As soon as you sign up, you'll also have a full arsenal of some of the best discounts and barbecue from brands like Snake River Farms, Blues Hog, Big Papa Smokers, Gunter Wilhelm, Gateway Drum Smokers, and more. The Barbecue League puts on members-only contests throughout the year, hosts live and virtual events, and offers a full-access league lounge at participating events. Our listeners to this podcast can receive $10 off of the $100 annual membership this month only, well, this month and leading up to the Royal, by using the code AUGUSTPITMASTER on TheBarbecueLeague.com. That's AUGUSTPITMASTER.com on league.com. You don't want to miss this content and all of this learning. It is one hell of an investment. I'm here with Shigan and Grinnen, Jeff Vanderlindy. What's up, my friend?
1: Uh, living mm-hmm. the dream.
0: <laughs> we were just talking offline a little bit about tables of death. I had not looked at the score sheet from Alabama this weekend because I didn't really want to to be honest with you because I'm just tired of like nitpicking that stuff so I looked at it and there was a table of death and I definitely hit it on chicken there were two angel tables that I never saw Yeah, and you know finished in the teens and everything and uh, no calls 13th overall and felt that I had a good cook but you know what do you do
1: You know, sometimes Sitzville, as you call it, isn't a bad thing. It's a little humbling, but the stuff that's out there, um, I do think there's an issue, but you know what? I'm not smart enough to figure out how to fix it because like I said, there's angel tables, there's tables of death. Um, And it, you know, last year was really bad with COVID this year. We're seeing, you know, some of the better cooks rise to the top again, but it's also kind of cool seeing a lot of first time, uh people get their first grant you know their first gc and i always say it's you'll never forget your first um it's your second that can be really tough to get
0: (laughs) right it and that's been the experience and you know with the advent of classes and all the information that's available online you know the barbecue league and barbecue superstars and stuff like that you know Mm -hmm. guys are jumping in and there's no learning curve you know they're they're getting these recipes they're starting off with shit that people have spent years developing and i think that has changed barbecue more than anything
1: oh i agree i mean my learning curve we've been at this for what 10 plus years more than that um it wasn't it was trial and error and it, and it took you you know two three years to get a call and uh and now with the classes And you know it's it's good and bad for the sport. It gives a lot of people a chance because the sport's got so expensive. You know, it's a thousand bucks a weekend. I don't care what every way. You know, some might be eight hundred. The next one might be twelve hundred, depending on how far you drive. I mean, us, we have our closest competition coming up this weekend. It's two and a half hours away. But for us, we're like, oh shit, we're only going to drive six hours this weekend. You know, that's close for us. (laughs) Being from the great, you know, southern Canada, as I like to say, the great state of Minnesota.
0: Right. Right. And I, well, I just went to Alabama, um, 13 hours and now I'm in Myrtle beach, uh, which is eight hours from home, you know, just cause I need to practice. I need to find things to cook. It's, we're getting into, as you said, it's time to get serious. We're getting into the business part of the season of uh, barbecue.
1: Well, it is. And you guys, you know, fortunate enough to get the Jack and stuff this year. And, um, you know, the Royal and the Jack, and, and it doesn't get any bigger than that stuff. So that's what everybody wants to cook.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's been a hard, it's been a great experience getting drawn for the Jack because I've never had it happen before. So, um, but one of the things that is always in the back of my brain is that I always envisioned you and Darren being there when I was there. And that, that's been hard for me to stomach a little bit. <laughs>
1: well, and, you know, this is how fortunate and how much I love barbecue, but we had our own little neighborhood. You know, I've been fortunate to cook it seven, eight times. And part of that was, you know, we deserved to be there. We had uh, multiple grand champions, you know, five or six every year, never got the magical seven. But, and also being from Minnesota and so in South Dakota, we, we had a few other opportunities to get a draw, um, that there weren't a lot of t- teams cooking in South Dakota. So we'd go out there to a comp, but I know I represented South Dakota twice in my career, yeah. which was, which is cool, but I, yeah, I wanted nothing to be between you guys. Um, as you know, you and, and lucky and, and, uh, put you guys in between big Papa and then me and Darren <laughs> on the ends just to harass you guys.
0: that would be yeah that would be a dream scenario (laughs) (laughs) so you're part of the team shiggin and grinning it is now my favorite hat to wear to strip clubs is my shiggin and grinning visor that i stole out of your garage (laughs) love that hat what was the turning point for you guys as a team
1: I i cook with two of my best friends ted moonen and everybody knows teddy he's infamous for lots of things but <laughs> going to jail to jack is probably the number one thing and then uh derrick johnsberg and um you know ironically teddy the first couple of years he never missed a contest and when we won our first grand teddy was laying in the hospital wow and uh i called him and i'll never forget that tell him we won and he called bullshit. <laughs> nowadays we say fake news and i'm like no dude i'm 100 percent serious we just freaking won gc um and we've been together you know cooking pretty much from the beginning I, I started out with a couple other guys um for a year or two but then uh derek and i've had have to, been together it's probably since 2009
0: and all that's the time, awesome
1: it was all three of us every weekend for a long time
0: now you guys have I don't want to say it's a reputation i mean you guys you do well but you also have a great time and i just find the dynamic between the three of you to be amazing i mean everybody has their part to play and they give you a really hard time for being really like anal about certain things it's amazing
1: well they call me the den mother and they really can't say much because they're napping most of the time. You know? Derek is, uh, him and both Tim and Teddy are, uh, they like to have fun. And back in the day, I was with them all the time. And then they started putting me to, to bed by 11 o'clock or midnight. And, uh, we definitely saw our scores change
0: because
1: one guy was able to get up in the morning. <laughs>
0: Derek is one of the most sleeping people that I've ever met. That guy can take a nap pretty much on command. It's fantastic.
1: <laughs> With a chew in his mouth.
0: Yeah. Now though he's, I got to give a shout out to my girl Sadia. I know she listens, and uh, now he's got to stay awake a little bit longer.
1: <laughs> that he does.
0: Yeah, she's
1: uh, she's good humor. She's coming to the royal, dude.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: I got word today that she's in for all the whole weekend. But we got, <laughs> uh, we got her hotel room. Probably best, maybe not to stay with Shigan after festivities from last year and other years. Anyways,
0: probably not.
1: <laughs> Good thing Darren only turns, uh, turned fifty once.
0: You know that's that's a story I'm saving when I can have all of us on at the same time. <laughs> it's just such an epic, uh, probably and something that'll never happen again. I mean i don't want to tease the audience too much but the fact that we got away with that pretty good
1: well you know it was good and you know there and a lot of good times you can do it and it was the greatest time to try to recreate it and it never works out that way
0: right it's just and one that's, of those things that happened yeah and that's what you know when people ask us all the time why we travel to go and cook all these other things and it's like because we have these experiences with people that we don't see very often that are great friends and it's just a lot of fun. And I think that's a lot of the reason why you guys do barbecue as well.
1: What's the main reason? I love my barbecue family. You know, I have a, a job that I'm pretty stressed out during the week. And to me, barbecue is just a stress reliever. And if you're not happy camping, having some cocktails and cooking some food you need to find something else to do right you know there there's drama and everything and I'm pretty good about staying out of all the drama I mean I always say I have friends from Virginia Mr. Luke Darnell Florida Mm -hmm. Texas California you know all over the United States and it's just awesome to be able to go hey I gotta go out here for my kids lacrosse game or I have to go over here for something for a kid or family and you're in a state you call the people and they show up yeah. Cuz you got to have that night with your barbecue, you know, friends. I've got some awesome stories uh with, you know, Big E and Mark Rasmussen and being in Chicago one weekend didn't know they were going to be there. Well, guess who all ended up together at that night and I was there for an <laughs> engagement party. They're just great guys.
0: Yep, and that's and that's why I think the majority of us do it. But there's also the fun parts of winning trophies and shit like that, which is great. We all love to talk about the big wins. Do you have any big failures where you did something wrong that really taught you something moving forward?
1: You know, who doesn't? You remember a little bit what you do right, but your failures were big. I think, you know, there, there's been some big ones, just some missteps in any cook. My biggest Failure. I've got a few of them. The biggest failure I can remember didn't involve me. It involved a certain someone at the Jack Daniels turning in pulled pork instead of doing what he would normally should have done. Oh. And that's something that kind of sticks out in my mind. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm so regimented. And this is why my team gives me shit. When I say 1030 and it says 1030 in the schedule, that doesn't mean 1029. And it doesn't mean 1031, it means fricking 1030. And I run it that way. I have alarms set like crazy. And I usually holler at those guys two or three minutes before, so they can wake up and, you know, wipe the crud out of their eyes. But, you know, there's been a lot of, I try not to dwell on the failures um, because there's been so many great times and successes. The, The worst contest, when you're standing in mud and all your stuff is destroyed, and the water's there, and your cooker goes out and everything. But those are the ones you remember. And, man, were these some good times.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So when you're talking about your team, would you say that you're the more detail-oriented guy of the team? For sure.
1: Oh, no question. It's a (laughs) dictatorship. It ain't no freaking democracy on that.
0: (laughs) Right. I get a lot of that with my team. They get mad. When I asked for something, I was like, hey, it's like you just said, it's 10 o'clock. It's time to do this. well, hold on a minute. No. (laughs) There's no hold on a minute.
1: Hey, are they going to get a chance to rebuttal this? Because otherwise I'll really tell you some good stuff. But if I get a rebuttal, then they're going to call bullshit. And we all know who tells the truth on the team because they're the two biggest (laughs) bullshitters in the world.
0: They are scheduled to be recorded at some point after this. Yep. no problem.
1: But uh, Well, we can get the, we can get the crooks of barbecue and, uh, and I'll give you some tidbits on those guys as you know, they've lied to me plenty of times and, uh, you know, stole trophies one time and never told me and the organizer thought it was me and held up awards. And I had no idea.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. That was good over the time that, uh, Derek is so cheap and I want to cook a certain kind of chicken. And he was buying the chicken at the time. So he buys one pack of the chicken that I like and he puts that on top. on top, And then he buys the cheap stuff and puts it all underneath because he figures <laughs> I won't look at it. And I happen to see the cheap stuff on the bottom.
0: Wow, that's terrible.
1: Uh, or when Derek gets out and washes the windshield in the motorhome, but he only washes the side whether he's gonna be driving or sitting. He only washes that side because he figures the other person doesn't need to see.
0: Oh my gosh. These guys yeah. are terrible.
1: Oh, I wouldn't. You know what?
0: I mean, I, I would love them both.
1: Do it without them. I wouldn't do it without them. No way. No. no way. If I'm not bitching sometimes at Derek, if it goes smooth, we think something is wrong.
0: Exactly. <laughs> no, you cook with two of the best, man. You guys don't have any habits or rituals, do you? You're not superstitious, are you?
1: Cool what uh, on what part uh, on any
0: part you guys do it all
1: oh i am superstitious on what we drink um i had my lucky shorts like a lot of guys but you know i think the biggest thing that morphed into that is and that was all derek is the uh the chicken and grinning breakfast yeah derek is sick of cooking the same thing but i won't let him change you know and and derek's actually the best cook on the team as a, as far as a chef goes he just doesn't have the patience for the barbecue side because if there's a shortcut, he'll look for it. Right. Um, Where I can't, I can't do what he does in a kitchen. And that's where Derek's strength is in, in a kitchen and, and rely on, you know, Teddy, uh, he has his strengths all together from the, the dude can fix anything. Give him a roll of duct tape. And you know what? You can count on him. That's the big thing. You can count on him and you can count on Derek too. But, you know, Teddy, I would say is the workhorse. He's the guy that'll take the shit job, and he'll just do it without complaining. Yep. But it's it's funny because we all three have our certain jobs that we do. And uh, mine is uh, trimming, cooking, rubbing it, um, getting it. And there's, you know, Derek is, is getting the stuff that we need and Teddy's getting the trailer ready. It's just, a, it's just a good all around match. We've had a lot of good times and a lot of successes.
0: Oh, and one of my favorite ones was 2019 American Royal uh, when you guys won Pork because we had had a call and we were right in front of the stage. And uh, just seeing you guys being up there and being able to take some really cool pictures, being right in front of the stage, that was, I'll never forget that. That was, uh, that was amazing. You know, that was
1: a cool moment. We, we still are current, uh, American Royal world champions. Pork,
0: thanks. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Longest thank rain you. ever.
1: Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> well, you get a chance to defend that here in a few weeks.
1: Yep. And the Royal's so, always been good to us.
0: Yeah. So switch gears here a little bit. You are probably. Not probably it's been well documented. You are one of the most successful realtors in the country. I think you've been ranked inside the top 1000. If I'm not mistaken, how does your career and life experiences with stuff like that make you a better pitmaster on the competition trail?
1: I really do enjoy people and for the way I run my business is also pretty regimented. I, you know, I don't deviate. I will never, I will always call you back and I will never lie to you and barbecue. you got to be truthful with yourself. Hey, if you're not winning and you're at eight, 10 comps and you've you're 40th and brisket every time do it. It's, it's maybe it's you, you gotta, you gotta adapt and you gotta learn. And for me, it's a tenderness competition competition. And you've heard that before because of the people that are out there, because there's rubs and sauces and all the good stuff out there. But you need to have a plan. You need to stick to that plan. And I go back to my notes. Now I haven't done the last three, four years, but I have notes going back from the beginning. I can tell you what the temperature was that day at the contest.
0: Yeah. That's the only way you get better is to track that and have institutional knowledge.
1: Yep. And I think one of the other big things is the new teams need to ask questions. Uh, uh, Pitmasters are going to lie to you, but they're going to tell you 90% of the truth.
0: Yep. And I think that the teams that seek that knowledge and can decipher that and figure out the, the right things to pull, those are the guys that are successful. Let's talk about uh some gear a little bit. Uh what's one of the best investments that you've ever made in competition barbecue?
1: Oh, by far, porch trailer. Yeah. You know what? Kind <clears> of <throat> you know, everybody's like, Oh, I kind the newer teams look at the guys and like, oh, you're comfy in your trailer and everything else. Hey, for five years I pushed all my shit out out of a little eight by ten trailer set up my cto set up my easy up set up my triggers and cooked out in the weather we didn't have air you you trimmed underneath the easy up you turned in under the easy up when it got really bad we could go in this little eight by ten trailer with shitty lighting and everything but for me when you got comfortable and you could be up off the ground and in that air conditioner heat that was to me the game changer
0: and that's a and yeah i agree 100 percent. i think the first time that you almost freeze to death at a contest <laughs> and you're like all right i need i need shelter that's a that was a big change for us that's an expensive thing do you have any purchases of a hundred dollars or less that have really impacted your your cook thermal pen yeah thermopens amazing you know,
1: for, you know the, there is a lot of little stuff out there the thermal pens um, I'm a big fan of electric knife.
0: You're an electric knife guy?
1: I'm an electric knife guy. Oh. I can freaking trim a freaking... Well, I, well, it is that, you know, I can, I can be surgical with mine. I only use it for turn-ins. I am not good enough. And my dad was a butcher, but I don't think I know how to sharpen knives properly. I just... Electric knife. You can have something overdone. You can have it. If you know how to work that... And I buy a new one every year and now they don't make the Cuisinart ones. And we, we, uh, and I figured out they weren't making. I found a store that had four of them. So I bought all four.
0: <laughs> oh man. I did not know this.
1: Oh, electric knife is the only way to fly. I'm I,
0: I completely shamed Darren. The one time I walked in his trailer and I saw him using it, I went, huh? He went, what? I went, you think somebody that's called the goat would know how to use a knife. Did you shame him? Because he doesn't
1: use an electric knife anymore.
0: I know. (laughs) I kind of take credit for that.
1: I'm not as easy an influence as he is. Oh, I'm aware. You're
0: you're hard to crack. You're not going to change shit.
1: (laughs) No, I'm an asshole. And uh, I'm very set in my ways. And I'm not good enough with one. So let's call it what it is.
0: Sure. I and. I'll be honest with you. I've never i i bought an electric knife. I used it once, and I hated it and hated what it looked like, and I wasn't good at it. So I was like, I'm going back to the regular knife.
1: See, and for me, when we hit the competitions of no power, um, King of Smokers is a perfect yeah. example. I was lost. Uh, well, All right. I mean, I use my electric knife for everything but chicken. I use it on, obviously, rib turn-in, I use it on pork turn-in, and I use it on brisket turn-in. And if I could figure out how to use it on chicken, I probably would.
0: (laughs) Let's talk about some people. Who has impacted your life the most in competition barbecue?
1: For me, it's easy, and it's a name that nobody will know. There's actually the two guys I started with. Mike Crom and Gary Harding Under Subtle Smoke. When Mike got a little bit older, every competition on the way home, my phone would ring every time. (laughs) And when we started winning, I mean, we had some great years that, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't lose. I mean, we went seven competitions and come out with four grands and two reserves, you know, Uh, he was. And then because I was up here and the other thing is I took one class and I think it was in 2008, Rod Gray. I think Rod Gray, there are still people out there winning with his recipes mm-hmm. and doing his techniques. I still use them stupid water bottles, them Neutrogena water bottles or whatever. That's all, when you walk in people's trail, old school guys, that's all Rod Gray. He probably shigged it from somebody else. And that's where we kind of even found her name. Oh, really? Yep. Shig and we had to figure out, you know, we didn't know what the hell it meant really at the beginning. <laughs> But Rod Gray, you know, later in my career, but at the beginning, I would say that the the eyes I started with and uh, Rod Gray shortened my learning curve up. Um, Being up here, I wasn't part of the team and I didn't have anybody to go to. I had to figure it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, the influential ones for me are my sponsors. Look, at look how I've been with my sponsors for a long time and I have the best sponsors. I have the sponsors everybody wants. Yep. And here's how you get them. Don't be an asshole and loyalty.
0: That is a great piece of advice.
1: You know, I've been offered to leave Compart how many times by other stuff. And you know what? Jim Compart and that family, they have a great product. Anella Snake River Farms, great product. Chili dogs, Yeti, You know, everybody that I've been with for a long time, Traeger. I won the American Royal in 2013 on an old shitty Traeger, a Smith and Wesson model. (laughs) And we won the whole thing. We had two Traegers.
0: That's fantastic.
1: And a CTO, you know, and and the the equipment and just the stuff that needs to be there. And uh, enjoy your time.
0: Absolutely. That's great. That's a great piece of advice. Cause I think all of us, uh, that have been doing this for a long time, we always get that advice about or question about how do I get sponsors? And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, just don't be an asshole like, and yeah. be loyal. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and winning definitely helps, you know, guys out there. I, I remember Jim Combert today. I met him. He assembles the dream team to come up to Minnesota. It's called fire and ice. He brings up Boars Night out, he brings up Mark Lampert, and he brings up all these guys that he had down in Memphis. And I was partying with him that night when I met him, and then it comes time to awards and and uh, I kick their ass in ribs. And then I kicked their ass in pork. And I think we RGC'd that day. I can't remember. But as I'm walking up pork, he hands me a compart hat, wants me to wear it. Like, i didn't, I didn't know you, dude. And then he called. But it turns <laughs> out Minnesota, what a connection. Yeah. And the good sponsorships happen. Did you know Snake River Farms, Anella? who a lot of, everybody knows who Anella is. She's the greatest lady ever. She wouldn't talk to us for years because she was scared of Teddy. (laughs) And Teddy can be an intimidating dude.
0: He can, yeah.
1: But, and we didn't hit her up and you don't go out and I I use this, but you just kind of let some people know and winning helps. Don't get me wrong. Winning is the number one way to get sponsors.
0: It's definitely a give and take and you can't, the people that, you know, they're like, I need this X product and stuff. And it's like, yeah, well, what are you going to give the, the company? I mean, you, you have to think about that and you have to think about it. I think less as a sponsorship, but more as a partnership.
1: It is. And uh, you agree. And uh, I agree hundred percent. You know, I did when Yeti picked me up every competition, I would go around to a new team I would introduce myself and I'd give them a Yeti cup, show them pictures of boxes. What do you guys need help with? What can I help? What can I do? And you know the feedback. And I didn't do it for the feedback, but the organizers that would come up to me, or the, you know, a lot of them are chambers or something. And hey, so and so local guy, you gave him, you know, gave him. He spent fifteen minutes with him, guys. That's what barbecue is about. Yep, it's just cool.
0: It is. And we need to keep growing it or else we're not going to have it. We need to get some people in.
1: Well, and it is dying on that side of it. And I hate to see that happen.
0: Absolutely. So what do you think is the most surprising thing to come out of competition barbecue for you?
1: Oh, the opportunities. The, you know, uh, I am, a lot of people don't know, but I am partner at Northern Fire grilling and barbecue supply in Minnesota that's just killing it we're looking at a second location but for me and I'm going to name drop meeting Stretch Guy Fieri Tuffy Stone and all these guys and pretty soon I'm in Singapore I'm in South Korea and I'm in Japan cooking for our troops to me that is the coolest thing that has ever came out of barbecue that I get to that I get to travel the world with these guys and you know what they pay me (laughs) which I do donate it to the local Donald legion club and it is by far the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life
0: that's amazing
1: troops giving it up for their family that would have never came without the competition barbecue
0: that's awesome man I don't really know what to ask after that because that's so powerful.
1: <laughs> oh, no, it... right. Keep talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think's missing from competition barbecue these days?
1: Camaraderie? Yeah. Um. You know, and, and it's not somebody's fault, but we're not in the easy ups that we used to be in. And, you know, with your neighbor, you're outside. Now you're in your trailer. And I'm guilty of it. And you know what? I'm not going back to knees up, so I'm not going to apologize for it. <laughs> you know, we're all getting a little bit older and just be comfortable. But, you know, missing in the barbecue, I don't know how, you know, it's been since I've been in, people bitch about judges. You know what? It's subjective. You need to cook your way through that. Quit bitching about the judges all the time. I and mean, we started out talking about the table of death. Right. But what ultimate angel table did I hit in 2019 to win the American Royal Pork?
0: It's a give and take.
1: You think my pork was the best pork that day out of 600 teams? It was damn good, by the way. Jim Compart said that was the best <laughs> pork he's ever tasted. It was damn good. But you also have, you know, hit that table, too. Yeah. Do the right things.
0: No, Follow that's up. Yep.
1: Follow up. Don't cook angry. Don't fucking cook angry either.
0: That's great advice. Man, I don't really ask this question very much, but I'm going to ask it of you because I think you have a generally great perspective on it. What do you think separates a good pit master from a great pit master?
1: Laziness versus drive. I don't know if laziness is the right thing paying attention to detail and i look at hey if you're gonna be yeah i'll check that in five minutes to me that's lazy yeah uh you need to go now if you think that might be done go check it now my attention to detail and if you go through yourself lucky darren big papa you know, look at Big Boppa practicing. As much as that dude practices, crazy how much him and James practice. Blocked by Darren's. How many probes do you think he's got hanging out of his jambo in meat?
0: <laughs> Looks like a spider.
1: <laughs> that's right. He's not leaving it to chance, right? You you don't leave it to chance.
0: Nope.
1: I do use one probe, um, just because it's my system. I find my uh, I cook three or four pork butts. Whichever money muscle is the most done, that's the one that goes in. <laughs> and then because that one's done, I'll know will catch the other ones. And then when they're done, then it goes into the brisket. But that's my timing. Right. But you know, the great pit, pit masters, they, they have a feel. I don't t- I don't taste any of the food that I turn in anymore. It's all about feel. I taste nothing.
0: You taste um, nothing. I
1: will, I no, I take that back. I will taste burnt ends to see if we're really gonna go in the box. Yeah. And I did get a call two weeks ago, fifth and brisket with burnt ends. And I know some (laughs) other guys that are going there. Depends on where you are.
0: I think they're coming back, dude.
1: I, you know what? I tend to agree. You know, there's, uh, you know, there. So the other thing is, I think you have to adapt because I think the judges' palates have changed a little bit too. It used to be sweet, sweet, sweet. I think they like a little bit of kick in it. You know, everybody, the cliche sweet with a little bit of heat. No, they didn't like the little bit of a heat, but. You know, a a great product for that. And I'm not schlepping, I am part of this charity stuff, but Big Papa's Hallelujah. Oh man, that's great stuff. That's what sits on my at my stove at home. Using on everything.
0: But so do we. I mac and cheese, any anything and everything gets that rub. It's amazing. Man, I feel like we could talk forever. you listen to music when you cook
1: country has to be country
0: oh it's brutal
1: i know it has to be country you know and um and i don't like listening to pandora i don't like listening to any other apps i like the local radio station
0: oh really you're a local radio guy
1: i'm a local i want to know what's going on who's got the sale uh, what the <laughs> weather is where the local Hootie Hoots are going to be hanging out, see if they're <laughs> advertising the competition. Um I'm a, I'm a country on that side of it. And uh, very seldom do we listen to anything uh besides that.
0: So before we get into the rapid fire questions, I do want to ask this question, because I think it's important. Because I've, I've cooked next to you, I've cooked around you. And what one of the one things that impressed me the most is how much confidence that you cook with where does is that confidence come from being an athlete you know as a kid or you know where does that come from prayers
1: one thing people don't know about me is I say my prayers just about every morning and I always feel that a lot of people, you go to the Jacks. You're going this year, right? You're happy to be there. Yep. Why aren't you going to win?
0: Oh, I'm going to win.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And you know who the best is at that? Who has the best attitude that can beat anybody on any day? And we don't need to blow any more sunshine up his ass, do we?
0: No, we don't. But but Yeah, but Darren. Yeah.
1: Darren. He's got an attitude and he's got positive attitude. And, you know, I've had that I've always kept a positive attitude, and I start thinking three or four days before that I'm going to win the contest. Do I get mad I don't absolutely no I don't, but I have a job to do. Uh, And I have a lot of fun, but the more I drink at a contest, the worse my scores are. So if I get really fucked up early and pass all like a 10, then we're good.
0: We're
2: good to go. Because <laughs> then I get a
1: good night's sleep. But if I'm freaking up at 1 o'clock in the morning and Ted and Derek are sitting next to me, which happens quite a bit, it's going to be a little rough. It's going to be a rough day for us.
0: <laughs> yeah, you mentioned... On that side of it. Yeah. You mentioned Darren and and his his attitude and his focus. I First time I was next to you guys at the Royal it was the first time I ever really saw anybody go into that mood. And it was... I mean, you could sense it that he was going to win that contest. That was 18, I think 18 or 17. Um, but I just remember looking at his face and being like, okay, that's another gear. I didn't know that this gear existed.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it does. And, you know, I, I gotta meet guys like him, you know, the greatest, you know, Johnny Traig, All there's so many name droppers. I'm fortunate i have been around a long time that I get to be friends with all those guys. And know yep. those guys but there is another gear you need you need you know a lot of it's attitude um i'm a big believer in the the clean living and good things happen to good people just be straight with people yep i think is a is a real big part of it
0: don't be a douchebag that's 100 percent, and it leads into our first rapid fire question <laughs> Which is, you know, what do you see see about uh, barbecue on social media that upsets or bothers you?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: People being douchebags.
1: <laughs> it is. You're, you're, you're bitching about judges. You're bitching about organized. Are you freaking kidding me, dude? They didn't have, they didn't pick up your garbage? Are you too fucking lazy to freaking take your garbage 50 yards down and freaking throw in the dumpster? And I'm refraining from saying names at this point. But guys, these organizers work their ass off. And now they're not making a lot of money doing it for their organizations. You know, and majority, it's all for charity. But everybody works their ass off. And it pisses me off when I see somebody disrespecting an organizer.
0: I agree 100%. Do you have a favorite pre, during, or post competition meal?
1: Oh, Mexican, on the way home, every time. Doesn't matter. Every time, every time we know where every Mexican restaurant. We actually we pull in. They see us coming. We bring barbecue in, and, and we and they give us a free dinner. And we bring them ribs and stuff to a couple of them. <laughs> yep. We are Mexican. Uh, post doesn't matter if one of us needs to get home, which happens a lot of times. We are stopping for Mexican.
0: That's amazing. Do you have a favorite present that you like to give to people? Urban. <laughs> yes you're quite the we all kind of got on that bourbon train the same time and you've gone way beyond all of us
1: <laughs> well I, I well i always say that i was bourbon, If you look back i was bourbon way before that um
0: you, that, have, no, you have you have quite the collection it's amazing. i love
1: to share bourbon uh, on that, I still have a bottle of Dom Pérignon in my motorhome that I carry around because one day Stretch is going to get his first Grand Champion.
0: <laughs> and you're just might keeping be vinegar, it. Just... <laughs> but it's getting popped.
1: <laughs> yep, it might be vinegar at that point, but uh, yeah, nope, for sure.
0: All right, last question: If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere. With anything on it, getting a message out to millions, what would it say and why? You can't say in Delano, say your thing about the masks.
1: Oh, yeah, that was great.
0: This is the best billboard ever.
1: Yeah, for your listeners. So uh, we put up on my digital billboard a picture of a mask and said, if you're ugly with pretty eyes, now's your time to shine.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's the best. I tell that story all the time.
1: And people were somewhere offended at. I'm like, are you ugly or what? Um, Right now I've I've changed a little bit and with all the stuff going on, I know it's going to sound cliche, but it'd be something for people to get along. You know, I'm not a beauty pageant asking for world peace, but man, it sure would be nice if the country would just come together somehow.
0: Uh, A lot less animosity I think would do. A lot of people a lot of good there's no reason to hate everybody or get so bent up that just being around people like we all enjoy becomes a chore and it shouldn't be that way yeah i would agree but you know it's yeah. okay
1: for people not to get along you don't make my world go around i don't make your world go around and that's okay
0: right right Everyone can get along and find a common ground and really enjoy each other's company.
1: Going through life shigging because everybody does it in everything.
0: <laughs> that's, you know what? That's a great billboard. You go through yeah. life shigging. Because everybody does it. If you're not There's, shigging, you're not trying. <laughs>
1: that's right. And there is no really, a, really original Fox anymore. I'm guilty of it. I re, If I hear something funny, I repeat it. If I hear something smart, you know, you use it. If I see a good advertising piece in my business when I was in Florida, you don't think I'm bringing that back to Minnesota? Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Well, Jeff, I want to thank you for being on here, buddy. Rumor has it that Derek and Teddy will be on the show soon with Kim and Leanne for the uh, teammate portion of this, and that'll be amazing.
1: (laughs) Well, it'll be a lot better because I got a lot more shit to say. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, maybe we'll have a rebuttal, rebuttal episode,
1: you know, and then, uh, you know, just the whole shigan, Cause I've been all over the United States with those guys from Puerto Rico, you know, then we've been on every big, st- man, we've been just blessed. Yeah. From, from Houston to Memphis, to the Royal, to the Jack, to King of smokers, to Sonny's invite, you know, all the big stages we've been fortunate enough to be invited and have been on every one of them.
0: No, you guys are definitely one of the biggest success stories in barbecue and I'm proud to call all you guys friends and I really enjoy spending time with you.
1: Well, that's why you continue. That's why we're gonna team up here, right?
0: Yeah. Maybe. We'll see what that what happens there. I don't know that we should announce that quite yet.
1: Oh, we're not <laughs> announcing it. So we should.
0: We should. We should think about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll think about having some good times. All right, buddy. Shiggin' and grinning, yeah. Just um
0: Fine, where can people find you, bud?
1: Facebook, Shiggin' and grinning. Right on. And uh, or just Facebook, Jeff Vanderlindy. I'm not great at social media. And it's kind of funny. The sponsors, and they're not even really the friends that I have that I'm that I'm partners with in this have asked me to um you know who put me on Instagram? Tuffy Stone set up my Instagram in the backseat of a car when we were cooking in Virginia together. For the troops, me, him, and stretch. Tuffy Stone took my phone and got me an Instagram account.
0: (laughs) That's fantastic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, on that. And uh, because, and I don't, I just don't do a lot of it. I'm more of a word of mouth guy. Um, Anybody can call me anytime and I will tell them what I think, you know, and uh, try to help out. It's important to me.
0: Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on here today. All right. I'm
1: out, but in parting words, Don't listen to a fucking word that Teddy and Derek have to say because it's
0: fake news. Fake news. (laughs) All right, man. We'll talk to you soon.
1: See you, buddy. Later. Thanks.
0: Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke YouTube channel as well. We will have another episode for you next week. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster and Old Virginia Smoke podcast is edited by Chris Zdenka. Pitmaster and Old Virginia Smoke podcast is a property of Old Virginia Smoke LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright
2: 2021. OBS, Old Virginia Smoke. Old